Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Unknown Gaming Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to gaming. This week, we're going to talk about some of the NES and Super Nintendo games and some of the Game Boy Advance games of a series called Castlevania. I'm going to preface this right now by saying I am currently streaming Harmony of Dissidents, Castlevania 1, and Super Castlevania 4 over on my Twitch channel, which this podcast is normally streamed live. Uh, However, I will get to that in a moment when I talk about Castlevania 1. Let's just start by saying it's been a while and it has been a really long time. Uh, I believe the last episode was actually recorded on 4.15, but was uploaded just yesterday. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's Without further ado, let's jump in to Castlevania 1 and the basic plot. Castlevania 1 follows Simon Belmont, who is on a quest to defeat Dracula. I don't know the full story and synopsis because NES games deliver the story right at the title screen. You have to wait long enough for it to show up. Um... The game is hard. As with any NES game, the game is hard. Um, It's not contra hard, but you only have one way to heal yourself. And that would be through drumsticks or like an entire chicken or turkey or whatever it is. And those are really hard to find. You have to get lucky. Um, With that being said, you know, the game is super super hard that doesn't mean it's not fun one of the first bosses is a flying bat and for those that want to know how hard the game is for me i took 30 minutes to beat the first level 30 minutes to beat level one in castlevania uh and to be fair uh Like I've said in the past, in conversation with people, NES games are designed to be hard because they have that arcade mentality of one more, one more life. Give me one more life and I can do it. Uh, They wanted you to sit down and play the game for as long as you could. It was, it's fun. It's fun, but it's hard and it tests my patience. Um, I also just bought the, anniversary collection on switch i already have it on pc and i'm gonna preface this when i talk about uh things later on in the episode this is being re-recorded just because i wasn't happy with how the intro turned out after listening to it back um i have the anniversary collection and the advanced collection on switch and pc uh for those that don't know i am streaming both of those collections on twitch uh, at some point in the near future, and I have been, you guys can check out the Archives channel on YouTube for those streams. Um, however, back to Castlevania 1. Uh, I was playing the Advance, or the not the Advance, the Anniversary Collection yesterday, and I switched to the Japanese uh, version because you could, have, you could switch between versions in both collections. Um, and I ended up playing Castlevania 1 for the Famicom. 
And my lord, there is a mode that isn't in the the American version or like the, the international version. I shouldn't call it the American version. It's probably the international. Um, and it's an easy mode. What the heck? What the heck, man? Um, basically, the easy mode gives you nine lives to start out with. Um, and I think the enemies do less damage, which is nice. Um, I think it's easy and normal. Um, in the Japanese version. And that's actually something that's really cool. Um, and I've just been playing that so I don't mess up my save. Well, my save is actually on the PC version. I keep saying mess up my save because Harmony of Dissonance and Aria of Sorrow are actually games that I have been playing on the uh, Switch Advanced Collection that I don't want to mess up my save because I've gotten pretty far. And I will be talking about Aria of... Well, not Aria of Sorrow. I really should talk about Aria of Sorrow, though. I feel like I forgot to mention it. So when I'm done with this, we will talk about Aria of Sorrow. So I keep repeating myself, I feel like. But anyway, uh, Castlevania 1 introduces a lot of the classic Castlevania mechanics. Uh, the Medu or like enemies, so like the Medusa head, the special items, which in this game involve the throwing objects, the holy water, the cross. I think that's it. There might be... Oh, and the, uh, the stopwatch, I think. I think the stopwatch is in in the original Castlevania, which comes in handy when defeating the first boss. Um, which, which I don't remember if I've said it in the episode. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. It took me 30 freaking minutes to defeat the first boss in Castlevania. And that's why, like, when I stream the advanced collection, or not the advanced collection, because there are save points, but the anniversary collection, I will usually use a save state because the collections actually allow you to use quick saves. I think it's one per game. Like you have a single save slot, a quick save slot that you can use. So whenever you just click save, it overwrites. Um, I'm mansplaining, sorry. Um, but anyway, back to Castlevania. It's a lot of fun. It's really challenging. And I do recommend you guys play it. If you have a PC that is running Windows or, you know, on Linux, you could try Proton Experimental, see if it works. Um, or you could get it on your Switch. I'm sure you could get it on Xbox One, like Xbox and PlayStation. I am almost certain you can. Um, give it a shot when you can. Uh because it would definitely be a heck of a challenge. But with that being said, let's talk about uh, Aria of Sorrow. This is a game I've recently gotten into. Uh, I think it was a couple streams ago. Uh, I haven't streamed in quite some time, so it's it's been a while. 
but this game follows somebody completely different. It's a lot like Bloodlines in that you're not following a uh, Castlevania, like a, a, a Belmont. You're following someone different. You're following Soma Cruz, who was transported to Dracula's castle while on vacation, I assume. I don't know much about that story either because I actually don't remember. I haven't started a brand new save in a while. I think I just copied my stream save and I just played it that way. But I really could play Ari of Sorrow. Um, and I just realized, I think it was yesterday, that I could switch between the two versions, which you guys will hear later on. Um, and this game's a lot of fun because you can absorb enemies' abilities and kind of use them to your advantage while also finding the relics for Dracula. And it's a lot of fun because I, I think it's fun because it's a, a kind of a new take. And I'll also talk about bloodlines probably in this, in this first portion as well. Um, and it's, I don't have much to say because I don't think I've made a lot of progress, but Soma is definitely kind of an Alucard type character that, you know, you don't have necessarily a long range weapon. You have a sword and then you have the abilities that you can set. Um, overall, I haven't got to the end of the game much like Harmony of Dissidents or anything like that. But it is a lot of fun. And again, I will always say, check these games out for yourself. Format your opinion. Format an opinion. And let me know what you think. Um, and another one of the games that I forgot to mention was Bloodlines. I don't want to forget Bloodlines. Bloodlines was a release for the Sega Genesis. And I believe the copyright date is 94. So, yeah. And this one's a little bit different because you can pick between two characters. You have Eric Lacard and I think John Morris. I think. Uh, and this was actually the first game to not feature a Belmont. Um, and it's, it's very fun because they actually, one of them has the vampire killer and one of them has the Alucard spear. So one is a Belmont type character, and the other one is a uh, Alucard type character. Which, again, I don't have much to say because I haven't played the game a whole lot. Not that I don't want to. I actually think the game is a lot of like the game is very interesting. Uh, the Genesis sound chips are are unique. I love the the. Uh, sound i probably won't talk about every uh castlevania 2d castlevania game in this episode i'm actually going to try and make a deep dive sometime in the future that'd be really cool i know i i probably said a lot in the uh later portion of this episode but it would really be cool if i could make a castlevania deep dive of the mainline castlevania games Kind of give my experience on Lament of Innocence. Uh, I haven't played Curse of Darkness yet, but I have played a lot of the the 2D Castlevania games. 
it, it would be fun for me to cover that. Um, and I'll probably go more in depth to like our of like uh, bloodlines, uh, and what's the other one I'm forgetting? Dracula X. I won't talk about Symphony of the Night this episode because I haven't played it. Or if I have, I have no means to play it right now. So that's that's always interesting. But uh, I will uh, be talking about it here in the near future. I hope. I would love to do a Castlevania deep dive because I actually enjoy the series a lot. Uh, so far, my favorite old school Castlevania game would probably be Castlevania 1. Or Castlevania 3. Uh, my favorite GBA title so far, Harmony of Dissidents. I will not talk about Circle of the Moon because I. No progress has been made in that game. Oh boy. Not to say it isn't fun because it's really fun. Uh, they're, they're all a lot of fun. Some are harder than others, but they're a lot of fun. Um, something else, too, when I talk about, like, uh, Castle like the 3D Castlevania games. I will be talking about the alternate modes, uh, but I'll talk about that at a later time. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, up next is Harmony of Dissidents. I know that KDE, stop it. I know that last ending was just terrible, but we're going to talk about Harmony of Dissidents. Harmony of Dissidents takes place in the late 1700s. Or actually, I think in the late 1600s. I don't remember. I just know that you play as Juiced Belmont. Um, and the main goal of this game, it's a fairly simple premise, but the story is that you and your friend somehow find Dracula's castle and your friend has amnesia basically of what happened. Um, and I've been playing through it a lot. Um, I actually just started a save that I could play through and enjoy and not have to go, Oh crap, where do I go and wander for an hour? Um, I think I know where, about everything is up to the start of the second castle. Uh, spoilers, there's more than one castle in that game. It's really fun. Um, I do uh, advise that you check it out. I think it's 20 bucks on Steam and, you know, other platforms. I know the anniversary collection is for sure 20 bucks, so yay. Um, that's a fun thing. Um, but no, I've been playing through it a lot, and I, I actually enjoy, like, the moveset, and I think in Circle of, no, in the Super Nintendo version, I'm going back a little bit, but I'm going to explain one of the really cool things about that game, for me at least, was the fact you could kind of twirl your whip around using the D-pad, or in the Switch's case, the control sticks, and or the D-pad, um, which was something that was taken away in Circle of the Moon, where if you just held the, the button to use the whip, it would spin. You couldn't control the direction it was going. So I thought that was really cool. I like the character designs. 
Um, there is, I don't think there is voice acting. There are like, sa shh, KDE. I'm still using the terrible Lenovo because I wanted to do this part. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about each game in upcoming episodes. I'm trying to get my Lenovo to charge. This is such a pain. But uh, anyway, we're going to just deal with this for now. Let, let me just speak for a little bit. Um, but with Harmony of Dissonance, it's like a really cool game. Um, personally, uh, there are multiple endings from what I've read. Because I did actually need a little guidance on where to go at some point, but there are multiple endings. I just don't know how to get them, and I'm going to try to get uh, all of them, whether on stream or off camera. I don't really care at that point. I just really like the games. Um, and so far, it is turning out to be my favorite handheld Castlevania game. Um, I haven't played any of the DS titles, so uh, Dawn of Sorrow, you know, I haven't played yet. Um, I would like to at some point. I do have a DS. Actually, I think I have a DSi, but point still stands. How about you? Are you sorry? I'm checking everything quick just to make sure like my stuff is charging, but apparently it doesn't want to. Well, you know, it is what it is at this point. I don't expect anything less. I'm just kind of frustrated. But uh, going back to Harmony of Dissidents, uh, I do have a favorite boss. I think the last one I fought on stream gave me a challenge. To the point I'm like, I am not doing that again. I literally defeated the boss, I think, two or three times. And then I went back to save because I'm like, I'm not doing that again, thank you. Uh, so if you guys hear me, like, plugging stuff in and unplugging it, you know, I, I apologize. There we go. Well, now it's charging again. I don't know why, but, um, no. Oh, and as, as soon as I say that, KDE's like, no way, you're not charging. All I want is for this Lenovo to charge. Literally, I think what did that the Lenovo in was when I would use it as a you know, where I specifically used it to read chat. The cord wasn't long enough, so I ended up pulling the jack out of the charging port. So I wonder if that's what happened, and now I'm stuck with a bad charger because of my, my not-so-smart move.
So now I'm I'm just gonna quit messing with it for right now and now it's magically char nah. yeah, now it's doing the thing that I don't like where it's trying to charge for five minutes and then in about a minute or so it'll say it's not charging anymore. I do apologize for the constant noise and I will kind of put a disclaimer using a computer that doesn't have the best uh, charging capabilities right now. So, um, I will make do. Um, anyway. Back to Harmony of Dissonance. Um, probably one thing I will say. I do enjoy the advanced games more. Like, that includes Circle of the Moon. Because they're not nearly as hard they're more focused on telling a story like an actual story that isn't you know given to you at the start of the game right uh harmony of dissonance is your friend gets kidnapped and you and one of well okay so it's you and maxim correct that go into the castle to save liddy i i think i think I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. But a, a mutual friend who gets uh, who got kidnapped, I guess. And, of course, your friend who came with you has amnesia. And it, it, it turns into a mess of betrayal, basically, from the mutual, or not from the mutual friend, but from the friend who came with you. To the castle. I wish I had a better way of explaining it, but keeping all the details in check, I just I can't. Because it's one of those. Yes, I like the game. It's a lot of fun. I'm at two completely different points. I literally started the EU uh, version playthrough yesterday. So I'm at the very beginning of the game trying to figure out where I need to go. I do remember like certain areas you need certain abilities, which I think is really cool. And I think that was something that was introduced with Symphony of the Night was having like the familiars. Uh, this one has books. So you have an ice book, fire book. There are four books in the game. I think it's ice, fire, water, and air. Ice, fire, and water are three of them that I know for sure. Because I think I have all of the books in this dream save. I will have to look. Um, and I will get back to you on that. Actually, is my switch on right now? Yes. Yes, it is. Just going to turn that down. Because I saw that I had YouTube open. And we're going to go to the advanced collection. And voila. We're going to. Okay, it's checking. And then uh, going through the switch stuff. Um, so I am actually going to look at the stream save and see, okay, what books do we have here? Um, I didn't know if my switch was on. You. There. I think I only need one. <laughs> I, oh, hey, perfect. 
Oh, did I not change the version? This is kind of... Oh, yeah, because I think you can, yeah, I'd have to switch the game version. And the last time I streamed this was May 24th, I guess, or no, 57.7. I think we're in the skeleton cave. Spell books. No, I wanted the spell books, please. Whoa, I didn't want to do that. Well, I won't save it anyway. So, spell book. Ice, fire, wind. Oh, I don't have all four of them. I have... No, I don't have all five of them. Because uh, the ones I have right now are fire, ice, and wind. And there's two more that I don't have. So that's definitely something that I am going to be uh, mindful of. And my, my time playing the game is 5 hours, 6 minutes, and 27. We have a relic. We have... How many relics do we... Okay, so we have one. We have two that I know of that we don't have. Sorry, I'm going through this. I think we have most of these. But, you know, I really, really want to play the games again, and I do plan on streaming at some point. It's just I need to get the rest of my setup completed. Actually, uh, that's a bit of a challenge because I'm in a room that only has uh, two-pronged outlets. And everything that I need to stream needs a three-pronged outlet. And for people that are like, what's the difference? Uh, a three-pronged outlet has a grounding plug. So, like, if you were to have a power surge, you don't fry, or it's not guaranteed that everything will fry. And I do actually have power strips that have, like, surge protectors, so I would love to use those. Um, but I can't, because I have a Switch that I'm going to be streaming from, and an Xbox Series S that I will be streaming from. Probably. Um, I only have two capture cards uh, and I think one of the first games we're going to go back to is Castlevania Harmony of Dissidents using the save file that I just looked at, the 55% um, stream file. And is it a lot of fun? Heck yeah. I've had a lot of fun. I've had my frustration, though. Um, the last boss that we fought on stream was definitely hard. Um, I remember... A point when I was playing it on PC, I actually got stuck uh, while playing the game. And people said, well, what do you mean? I got stuck in the fact 
I kept retreading the same ground over and over again for the span of like an hour and a half. I don't think that stream is up. But I do remember trying to make progress and being unsuccessful that day. Because I'm like, oh, where do I go? And then I just started over. And then I lucked my way into finding uh, the way. Um, and then collecting all of the relics. And that's actually what I was trying to do. That was my big goal, was collecting all of the collectible items to try and get the best ending ever. Like, not the not the best ending ever, but the best out of all the endings. Because there's a best, worst... There's a best and worst ending. Um, and it, it's one of those... Um, that I'm sitting here going, oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to. Um, so I think after Harmony of Distance, I'm going to play Aria of Sorrow and then hopefully move on to Circle of the Moon. I'm playing them out of order, but I don't have Dawn of Sorrow that I can play because they didn't include it in the collection because it was the Advance collection, which means all the Castlevania games that came out uh, for both regions are all... All three of the listed regions are on the Game Boy Advance, or are are in that collection. So, like the DS games are not. Grimoire of Souls, granted, that's newer release, would not have been either, and that's an Apple exclusive. So, I mean, that's cool. I, I do want to take some time now to backtrack a little bit and talk about Super Castlevania 4. I'm sorry for the abrupt ending, but it's what we're going to have to do for now until I get better. Super Castlevania 4. Well, let's start off with a little bit of background. What is it? It was a game for the... Super Nintendo that came out, I believe, in 90... Like, the early 90s. I think 90 or 91. Uh, it had to have been 91. Because Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse came out in 1990. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Super Castlevania 4... Was a remake. And I'm, I'm like, just trying to figure this out here, how I want to explain it. It's a remake of Castlevania. You are playing as Simon. And one thing that they added to the game was a pretty cool, like, it was basically a new introductory sequence. It has a, uh, sounds like a stereo uh, soundtrack. I will say, I do enjoy the soundtrack of the game. The uh, theme of Simon is my favorite so far. Um, and for those that don't know, I have been playing this on the Anniversary Collection, and I have gotten to, I think, level 2. I, I have trouble keeping those straight, because there's, like, multiple sections to a level, and it's, a, it's the classic Castlevania formula. You have so much time to get to the end of the level and defeat the boss or mini-boss. Again, playing it uh, on the Switch compared to my laptop, 
I actually have the ability to play the exact same game and get a little further. Granted, I'm using save states more and more. And people will argue that that's not actually beating the game, but there are some sections that are really hard to time. So I had to practice my timing to get it down. Uh, so, And I do tend to save at the start of every level. I even do that. I've even done that on stream, too. When playing the original Castlevania, I got to level 2, and I was like, I'm creating a save point here, because I am not doing another half hour of Castlevania, Ca Castlevania's first level. So I made a rule that I could use the save states at the start of every level. Instead of, you know, in the midpoint. I don't know if I've broken that rule yet. I think I might have. I'd have to look at our uh, archives. But Super Castlevania 4 is a very, very well-made game. It is very interesting to see how the introductory segments are done. Uh, it really takes advantage of the advanced color palette for Simon. I, I will say that a lot of your enemies do return. You know, you've got the Medusa heads. I don't know if I've come across a flea thing. A flea man, I think it's called. Um, and people say, oh, you don't really know Castlevania. I'm like, actually... You're probably right, but I'll also say this. There are so many enemies that make an appearance that are either new or introduced in the previous games that I don't know the names of. I don't know if I'm... I, I'm going to have a fun time playing Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest because it's almost like uh, uh, Link's Adventure. But I'll get to that in another uh and at another time, probably this will be a multi-part episode. This is talking about the 2D Castlevania games that I've played so far. So this will be, you know, NES, so Castlevania's 1, Super Castlevania, and some of the advanced titles. But it, I do want to do like a full deep dive into the game series for an episode. That'd be really fun. But anyway, back to Super Castlevania 4. Um, a lot of the items return. The holy water, the crucifix, the, th the throwing things. I haven't come across the book. I don't remember the actual name of the book. If it's a holy book or whatever. I don't know if that's in the early Castlevania games for sure. Um... But I really, I have enjoyed it so far. Uh, the music is actually pretty good. And this was the game that introduced the multi-directional whip attack, where you could do, you know, you could throw the whip out and then, you know, use the D-pads to control where the whip is. And it's it's unique and it's fun it actually you can also control where the whip uh flies off to uh they also introduced grappling which i thought was really cool i i actually enjoyed that learning that mechanic i'm like wait a minute 
what? And then, oh, I see. You're supposed to, like, take the whip, throw it to the, the thing, and then time your jump so you don't fall off the screen. Um, I have had that issue from time to time, but it's still a lot of fun to play. And I, I really do hope that, like, you guys do check out the games for themselves. You can play them in order or out of order. I don't really care because I'm doing it out of order. And it, it's just been really, really cool. So, um, I really do hope that uh, you guys do get to pick up the collection. We will talk about the 3D Castlevanias another time when I actually have the, a chance to get the two mainline 3D Castlevania games that aren't Lords of Shadow. I could talk about those all day. I could talk about how I like the characters, but I'm not going to. We're going to talk about Super Castlevania 4. Again, you play a Simon who is canonically the second Belmont to face and defeat. Or Dracula himself. Well, no, that's not correct, even. Because of how the games line up, I don't really know for sure how the uh, games line up. I will look at the the timeline again. And, jeez, man, it's... It's, um, it's weird. I think there are more games that, you know show off Simon and Richter than I think Gabriel even and people say well who's Gabriel that's Lords of Shadows uh, actually I tell a lie I tell a lie it might be tied and people say well how many games have Simon there's Castlevania Castlevania 2 and Super Castlevania Um, so there's three games that I went from talking about Super Castlevania 4 to the character, Simon. I'm sorry. I let you down. But, uh, Simon, uh, it's one of those I wish I had kind of more to say on Super Castlevania 4. I kind of do want to talk about Lords of Shadow. Uh, this is a game that I started, uh, I was going to talk about it, but my brain's like, maybe you should do a transition, but no, we're not going to. We're going to talk about Lords of Shadow now, because I probably have more to say on that one. So Lords of Shadow is an alternate timeline. Uh, Instead of starting with Simon, you have Gabriel. Or starting with Leon, you have Gabriel Belmont, who... Oh boy kind of reminds me of Snake in a way. I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just get that, you know, very, you know, hardly speaks, less spoken to. It, it's been a while, but I, I enjoy the game. I think the game looks great. Um, the first game's second boss is kind of hard. That's where I'm stuck at. Because you have to, like, twirl the control stick in a circle, like, two or three times to get it to throw the rock at the monster. Um, it's basically a QTE-style boss fight. I do not like that about Lords of Shadow 1. 
it's a good game overall. It's just their reliance in QTEs are not my favorite thing. And people say, well, what do you mean? <sighs> the QTEs are the, you know, spin it in a circle, do the, like, press the button it wants you to, or the prompt that it shows on screen. It's not fun for me. Uh, Lords of Shadow 2 is a lot better. And it starts out in 1476. And it just, it's, it's a weird game. But I do want to talk about those more in depth in a uh, timeline episode. So that will be cool. And I'm hoping to have that done. I don't know when. But I do want to do it at some point. So it is in my list of things to do. So, uh, but no. Hopefully there will be more episodes coming. I'm going to say goodbye. Because it's just been a fun 40 minutes. And man, it's just been a great time. Great to be back doing this once again. We will see you guys next time. Bye bye